Today I'm talking about something that might seem like it's coming out of left field, but since it's an important part of who I am, I wanted to see how this lands. Um, a few episodes, I talked about how when I discovered my grandfather, who was an artist by the name of Zanus Waldheims, it had a huge impact on my creative journey. But the thing that stood out to me the most was how similarly our minds work, how similar we were in the things that we were interested in and attracted to. So my name is Christopher Waldheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast, where we talk about finding your creative voice. And that's what we're doing today. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. As we talk about a topic that is of great personal interest to me, and I think great personal power, and I actually believe should be of interest to way more people. So as I mentioned a few episodes ago, it was 2009 when I discovered my grandfather, a man named Zanus Waldheims, and he was an abstract artist. He's largely unknown now. He's starting to become discovered, and that's going to be something you'll hear more about on this podcast. But at the time when I found him in 2009, he was largely unknown. There was one site dedicated to him, and it was run by his friend, and that's actually how I connected with my grandfather. I didn't know about him growing up because, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm adopted. So part of the adoption situation is that you lose connection with your family, and you also lose connection with your ancestry. And that's something that I didn't realize for a long time until I was well into adulthood that I had struggled with through my life. And when I found my grandfather, it sort of served as a catalyst that brought me into connection with my ancestry and showed me that my story didn't begin with me, that there was more to who I am and more to my voice and more to the story that I eventually wanted to tell. So the interesting thing about me and him that I immediately learned is we both had a tendency towards visual art. I had been a designer for a long time. I'd really been into graphic design and all kinds of visual art growing up. And even in early adulthood, I was a designer before I became a lawyer. And my grandfather had actually studied law and had plans to become a lawyer before World War II broke out and stopped that. But I also studied law. So we had that similarity. And that was something I realized right away, um, that we had a kindred spirit, that the things that I was interested in didn't come from nowhere that there was precedent and there was precedent in him. And it was even more impactful because as I mentioned, I didn't know him growing up. So it wasn't like I had his influence. It wasn't like he was the one telling me, Hey, you should study abstract art and philosophy and you should go to law school. That, those were decisions that I made on my own or that felt right to me on my own. And when I saw his artwork on his website, and like I said, I'll include a link in the show description perhaps, but definitely in the newsletter. So you can see this art. But as soon as I saw this artwork, I knew that I found a kindred spirit. For some reason, it just felt right. It felt natural. It felt like something I could have made, quite frankly, had I put in the time and the effort, etc. It's art that really spoke to me. And it speaks to a lot of people, but I just felt immediately like, okay, I'm home. This is where, where I'm meant to be. And that was the first time I had felt that way since I had been a child. It was the first time I felt like I had a place or I had a connection or that there was anyone else like me 
growing up in a family that was unlike me, my adoptive family, as much as I like them and love them and care about them, they were different from me. And none of them were really into the same things that I was. They weren't into art the same way that I was. They weren't into philosophy the same way that I was, or writing the same way that I was, or music the same way that I was. These are all things that I don't want to say made me feel like an outcast, but it was almost like, where did these things come from? So it definitely wasn't from a nurture place, but this was more maybe a natural thing. And that's why we're talking about ancestors and ancestry and family and things like that. And I've become so interested in that ever since finding my grandfather. I've been on a mission of discovery of my family. I've wanted to know more on both sides, on my mother's side, who they meant they came from Latvia, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, and my father's side, who is African-American, and he comes from the American South. So these are things that I began to explore. I wanted to know more about their story, because for me, it felt like a lifeline. It felt like a way for me to better understand myself, because it was something that I had been missing for all of my life. So when I found more people in my family, when I started to learn the family stories, then I felt like I learned more about myself. I felt like I was able to grow into the person that I was meant to be and create the way that I was meant to create because I knew I wasn't the first one doing it. And so for those of you who have grown up in a creative family or who have had that example, maybe that becomes natural. Maybe that becomes naturally. You fit in. So if you're into making films and your father is a filmmaker or director or works in the industry, of course, that's what you're going to do. Of course, that's going to feel natural. And it's not to say that what you're interested in is predetermined. I mean, you might decide, hey, I I saw the film industry growing up and I'm going to be a banker. I want nothing to do with it. Fine. But at least that explains why you're making that decision to some degree. And I would even say that learning about my family it caused me to change my name because my name encapsulates my family history. So my full name is Christopher Oldest Waldheims. Christopher is a name my mother gave me. Oldest is my uncle who passed away when I was a long time ago in Waldheims. It's the German word or the Latvian version. So with a V and an S, V at the beginning, S at the end of Waldheim, which is a German last name, which means forest home. So it really is connected me back to my past because interestingly, I hired a researcher in Latvia a few years ago and uh, had her look through old family records or old records in that country to find out, hey, where did I come from? And I find that the name Oldis is a Latvian version of the name Ulrich, which was my ancestor who I think was born in like 1820 or something. But the interesting thing was his job title was listed as Forest Guardian. So that was maybe connected to the name Waldheims, which means forest home. I don't know. But I'm telling you all of this stuff. I'm telling you all this stuff in my story because I'm trying to outline how important it is for anybody to start to look into their family history and in that way, honor their ancestors and in that way, honor who they are and in that way, express their creative voice more clearly. So the more we learn about our ancestors, the more we learn about ourselves. Isn't that right? And on my father's side, um, there's not a lot I can say right now because it's actually a complicated situation, which I'll discuss later. But what I had learned is my father, African-American, as I mentioned, he had been a physics PhD and an accomplished musician. 
So my first college major had been physics and I've always been into making music. So as soon as I learned that about him, I'm like, it makes sense. He was also a martial artist. Um, I've been a martial artist most of my life. Again, it makes sense. It's all clear. So these are things that I was drawn to. And again, at the time I was drawn to them, I had no idea why. I just liked it. I just felt, hey, these are the things for me. I'm going to go ahead and do that. And my point in saying all of this is that we are a product of our ancestors, whether or not we know it. I didn't know it. I didn't know it then, but my path had similarity to theirs. I didn't know that my ancestors were into all the things they were into and they had all the experiences they had. I was just growing up being myself. And as I mentioned, feeling like an outcast because a lot of the things I was into weren't the things that a lot of other kids were into, and they weren't things that my family was really into. So I really felt alone in my pursuits until I connected with my ancestors, until I did that and felt more confident. So getting connected with my ancestors is really what got me on my creative journey. It grounded me in a sort of tradition. And the cool thing about adopted people like me is that we are living proof of how much we're the product of nature. And there, are, I'm sure you've seen where there are studies where you have two twins who are separated at birth and they both become firefighters in different towns. And when they reunite, they find out they married similar people or had similar experiences or played the same college sports or whatever. Those are also examples. So you have these kind of situations, but I think adopted people, adoptees have a lot to teach people about what it means, uh, what nature is. And, being adopted, is part of it is feeling dislocated. Part of it is feeling out of place. And even if you're not adopted, we all have ways that we feel out of place. We all have ways that we feel like we do not fit in. And what I'm telling you is maybe that's something to do with your ancestors. Maybe that's something to do with the people who came before you. Maybe it isn't. But I urge you to explore it because you should. Everybody has ancestors. That's something that's always true. And a lot of our nature, I firmly believe comes from our ancestors, not just the genetic, I guess, physical things. Let me explain this. I think lately I've been interested in the topic of epigenetics. So for those of you who are not familiar, it's basically a new field of science, new field of study that talks about how the experiences of our ancestors can be passed down. So I remember when I was learning about genetics in high school and middle school, um, the idea that something your ancestors would experience could be encoded in genes wasn't really seen as good science or credible. Now, from what I can gather, a lot of credible work has shown that experiences that your ancestors have during their lives can be expressed in your genes. And certain genes can be turned on and off. And it's a new field of study. And I think it's really fascinating because I've had experiences or I've had things in my life where I don't, I couldn't really tell where these impulses came from or these ideas came from. I think I put in an earlier newsletter that growing up, I always felt like I experienced war and I didn't know why I felt that way. And obviously that feeling is different than someone who's actually experienced the trauma of war. I mean, that's qualitatively different, but I always had this feeling that I could somehow relate to that experience. And as I found out, my mother and my grandmother had both experienced World War II. So perhaps there's some genetic encoding that happened there. 
again, I'm not an expert on epigenetics. I'm just fascinated by the topic. And um, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And if you're interested in that topic, there's a really good book that I can recommend that I've read. And I feel like almost everybody should read. It's called It Didn't Start With You. I'll put a link in either the show notes or the newsletter as usual. But that's a great book for anybody who's interested in exploring how the experiences of your ancestors might affect you today. So it's definitely worth checking out. And then one of the things I would also say is I know that not everybody is in the position to connect with your ancestors for whatever reason, Um, but they're with you and your body is proof of that. It's molded and created by them. Your nature is rooted in them. Even if you haven't found the facts, even if you haven't done genealogical research, or that might not even be available. So I know that for a lot of adopted people, those ties might have been completely cut. Um, And there's people who might have lost their people because of war or slavery or other kind of cataclysm that cut family ties. And so for a lot of us, there's only so far we can go because history and time seem to eat away at a lot of these family ties. But my point is all of it's still there. And it's especially true. The disconnect that I'm talking about is also true for adoptees, especially true for adoptees, even if adoptees don't always acknowledge it. And, um, you know, I actually made this podcast, this episode of the podcast, I was already going to do it, but I decided to do it sooner because I saw someone who identifies as an adoptee on the internet, talk about how adoption cut them off from their ancestors. And that really resonated with me because I know that feeling I, I lived that feeling. And so in a way, this is a message to this person and others who might've felt that way, who might've felt like they've lost their connection. The connection is there. The connection is there. And there's a lot of ways you can actually rekindle that connection. I won't go into a lot of that now, but I would say a good place to start is just reading that book that I mentioned. It didn't start with you. Um, And then know that your nature, it comes from somewhere. So I think that's another big part of it. Um, But I think you can learn more. I mean, I think we live in a time that doing a DNA test will teach you a lot. You can learn maybe what region of the world your family comes from. You can learn more about the makeup of your genetics. And even if you don't find the exact story of your family, it might tell you something. I know people who have learned a lot. Or you might find relatives who were unknown to you. I've met a lot of people who have found relatives through DNA sites. And those people can tell you something. So if this is something that you're interested in, the possibilities are there. And I'm always happy to talk with you about it because it's freaking fascinating to me, the whole idea. And it's been something that I've had to explore. And part of my creative journey has been to understand what my ancestors have experienced so that I can express it and so that I can heal it. And as I've mentioned in a other episode, this involves exploration of darkness. Because as I learned about my ancestors, I learned about what they experienced and ultimately overcame so that I could be here. War, slavery, Nazis, Jim Crow, stuff like that, stuff we don't want to think about. But as I said in that episode, we need to think about because we want to heal it. I feel like too many people carry around the baggage of these things. And without exploring them, I feel like they can turn to something negative. And I would even say that in America, 
especially because I'm an American and that's where I've grown up and that's who I know and spend most of my time with is lots of us have lost connection to our roots. And I think that's a big cause of our social ills. I think when we have feeling like xenophobia or racism, I think that's people who don't feel like they have a place, people who need to double down on some imagined identity that's opposed to other people. But my thing is, as you learn more about your identity, the more firm you feel, the more rooted you begin to feel, and the less need you have to scapegoat others, the less need you have to point fingers elsewhere. And so it's interesting. I'm recording this podcast episode from a small village in Croatia, where my wife's family comes from. It's a small fishing village on an island on the coast. It's a fishing town where we live. There's a little harbor and there's boats. And my younger son is out there all the time, naturally. And I always think when I see him out there fishing, I mean, he goes to the dock almost every day and fishes. It's just what he does. It's compelled. And it feels natural. And I always think to myself, man, like his ancestors, my wife's family, might have been doing the same thing 100 years ago or 600 years ago or for however long they lived here. So for him, it's just a natural thing. It's an expression of what I'm talking about. Um, the people here have deep roots, and that's a little bit different from many of us in America who were all immigrants. And you know, those of us who have immigrated or have immigrants in the family, we lose a lot of, of, of that connection to the place where we came from. And I can say that when I went to Latvia and Lithuania, where my family, my mom, my mother's family comes from, I started to feel that connection for myself. <clears throat> That's something that I'll explore later. But when I went there, I actually did start to feel that more. So yeah, to wrap this up, it's, I know it sounds like a topic that kind of comes out of left field, but it's really important to me. And in, in, in the interest of full expression and my own full self-expression, I wanted to talk about this because I do feel that understanding your ancestors and understanding your past, even if it's painful, is something that's going to drive your creativity and make you more creative. So just consider it. And I'd love to hear what you find. Um, like I said, this is a topic of real interest to me. And I always love getting messages and talking to people who have done this work of exploring their ancestry. And not everybody's ready for that. And I'm fine with that. And I get it. But if that's you who's done it, I'd love to get a message from you. Um, you can Go join my mailing list and you can reply to anything on there and I'll, I'll get back to you. Or you can find me on Instagram, Hyper Memoir or Chris Valdheims. I'd love to have you follow me so that we can message each other. But um, this is the Hyper Memoir podcast and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you really enjoyed this episode, or even if you enjoyed it a little bit, I'd ask for a review on the podcast platforms because that helps the message get out. And so if you think this message is valuable, if you think more people should be finding their creative voice. One way that you can support it without spending any money and only spending a little bit of time is to leave me a rating and, and review. You can also join the mailing list because I do go deeper on these topics in there and I provide extra resources. So you can find that by going um, in the show notes or in the show description, I link to the mailing list. You can join it right there. And that way you hear from me every week when I put up these episodes. So thanks again for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. This is Chris Valdheims, and this is Hyper Memoir.